Apart from the main line and a battered metal shed, the siding was surrounded by emptiness. Dirt, sand, and scrubby yucca, with a few low mountains purple in the distance. And the dust from an approaching vehicle. Only a few minutes away now. Nope. Finn himself wore a painter's mask and sunglasses, the practical outlaw. Sorry to do this, old-timer, but you gotta go sit out of the way. There's some shade by that shack down there. The hobo reached back to get his bindle off the grainer's porch. Finn noticed he had a metal spoon, the handle bent over and tied to his belt with frayed twine, and a plastic soda bottle filled with water. You're robbing the train, ain't you? He cackled briefly. I didn't think that ever happened anymore. On your way now. Sure, butch. He started to walk toward the shack, but turned his head back. Can I ask you something? No. Is there a lot of money in that? In a truck full of rocks? Finn shook his head. Don't pay any attention to us. Back in the truck's cab, Finn pulled his binoculars from the pack and peered at the unexpected company, coming up fast. His hands were sweaty inside the latex, but combat gloves were fingerless, which was an obvious problem. Two pickup trucks, he said over the radio. Um, no, one pickup and an SUV. I can't see faces. Say who they are? Asher's voice. Not La Migra. Border patrol vehicles were white with light bars. These were black and unmarked. Keep loading. I locked the engineers in the toilet. Jake said on the radio. Stay there and keep your head down. Finn wished he had a long gun, but they only carried sidearms. Big weapons were just a pain in the ass. Until you needed them, of course. A half minute later, he put the binocs down because the trucks were now clear enough. Uh-oh. Asher wasn't paying attention to his job. Shit. Motherfuck. Well... Finn couldn't blame them. Three men were standing in the bed of the pickup, holding the roll bar as the truck bounced along the dirt road. The SUV had a sunroof, and another man stood through it, arms and torso free. All four held assault rifles. Keep working, Finn radioed as he opened the door. What are you doing? Asher didn't sound happy. They don't look like law enforcement to me. All the more reason not to talk to him. Jake was the voice of reason, as usual. Maybe we have common interests. Finn walked out with his hands halfway up in the air and stopped about a hundred feet from the train. A minute later, the pickup skidded to a halt on his right. The SUV continued another dozen yards, then stopped abruptly. Dust blew across the scrub. Four rifle barrels pointed over. A moment of silence. Behind him, Finn heard the diesel engines idling. Corman and Asher were obviously waiting to see what happened. Quien diablos eres tú? One of the new arrivals called from the pickup. Sorry, Finn said. How about in English? Tú, you're better. Well, it was obvious enough now. Somewhere in these 70 rail cars was an undeclared shipment. F.O.B., the middle of fucking nowhere. 
Customs in El Paso couldn't inspect every car even if they wanted to, and the railroads weren't going to cough up for extra security. If Finn's crew hadn't arrived first, these jokers probably would have simply bled a brake line for a ten-minute delay, unloaded their bales of whatever, and disappeared before the engineers even noticed. The man who'd spoken now hopped lightly from the pickup's bed and walked closer. He wore a baseball cap backward on his head and an Abercrombie T-shirt tucked into faded black jeans, just like any NMSU college student, except for the M-16. What are you doing? A mild accent, and he seemed more curious than upset. Transferring cargo. Finn looked back at the gondolas for a moment. You too? We're not interested in rocks. Will you take that mask off? Sure. Can I tell my guys to go back to work?